Hey, Craig from District here. You're about to listen to a live recording from District and Jameson's The Shed live at All Together Now Festival on the August Bank Holiday weekend. There is some swearing, there is some profanity. Visit drinkaware.ie for more information. Enjoy the show. It's a nice setup you have here, lads. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? How are you? This is the District Show. How are you? Yeah, get in. Get in. Years of planning. My God. Thanks, Jameson, by the way. Now I feel uh, locked before the panel, so that's great. Um, so, so everyone made it here all right. How are we feeling? Good, good. How is the, how's the whiskey? It's good. Not too burny. That's a scientific uh, way of saying it, yeah. Love that, love that. Do you prefer a burny or not a not so burny? <laughs> you prefer Hillary, that's really good. That's really good. Um, so basically, we're going to have a chat for about 35 to 40 minutes. Uh, we're, uh, by the way, sorry, this is Eric Davidson from District Magazine. I'm Craig Connolly from District Magazine. And the super special guest is Nyler Nine from Nyler Nine. Woo! So good they named him twice. Um, so, how are you, Niall? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I just got down. Just got down? Yeah. Uh, easy commute. Yeah, pretty good. Would it be I feel like I was going on holidays because of the weather, you know? Yeah, it's strange, going isn't to, it? Going to Waterford and places I don't really know, normally go to. So. <laughs> do you know what I noticed as well? There's a lot of camper vans. So I sort of felt like I was driving through France. Do you know, did you ever do a holiday where you, you sort of go on the... the, the yeah, cr- no, you didn't. You weren't allowed <laughs> no. to go to France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So ba- do you, would, would it be fair to say it's the best festival you've ever been to? <laughs> or is uh, it a bit premature to say? be Sunday, yeah. We'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. yeah. <laughs> Um, it is nice to be at a new festival, though. Yeah. That is uh, something I've been talking about already. Just like, they've been talking up the site. So far, what I've seen is really nice. So, signs yeah. are good. Signs are good. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll, do, we'll probably get you back on Sunday night if you're... Uh, I won't be here. You won't be here. Going to a wedding on Sunday. You're going to... Yeah. Oh, that's a, who got a wedding on a bank holiday Sunday? And who, who are these people? People who put on events. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Uh, Eric, how are you finding things? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to this little chat. Should be nice. Yeah, it should be very nice. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone's all right. James, how are you? Good to see you. Um, let's so kick off. Pu- yeah, let's kick it off. So, does it there was as you were saying, you you sort of saw online that there was um, they were shown the site and the grounds, and it, it looked like it looked really, really uh, promising. You, you feel it that they've actually lived up to what they were. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm hoping it's gonna follow through for sure, but uh, definitely all the signs are good. Like the lineup's really interesting, really interesting lineup and and site map and all that kind of stuff. Weather's good, so yeah. And one of the first things I noticed is that they sort of smack you in the face as you walk in with the the non-musical elements. Like, how important do you, as a sort of seasoned festival pro now at this stage, how important do you feel that those sort of elements are taken seriously for for any festival? I think, like, I mean, you think back to when I started going to festivals, it was like Witness and Oxygen and all those, and, like, there was nowhere to sit down. There was no, there was nowhere, (laughs) like, there was no seats anywhere, because it was just like, get them in, don't let them sit down. That was it. It was like, you know... You can, you can collapse, but that's about it. Unless you're in the mood for just pints and just burgers, there yeah. wasn't too much. And like everything has changed so much in terms of festivals in the last 10, 15 years, right? So the food, for example, is the one like the burger van. Where are all the burger van lads gone now? That's what I want to know. I think they all run Exposing. donut shops now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, how, what do you? What was your initial impression? No, it's great. I I, I want to get down to the grim stuff though to be honest with you you want to get down to the grim stuff yeah yeah what's the grim stuff no just no uh, actually like it's all it is deadly it's brilliant and all that but uh, obviously the thing the 
this week that like obviously you put up the the post about kids there. We're going in. Kid. We're going oh, we're going in. straight in. Yeah, we're fuck going in. Okay, shit. No point okay. In. Yeah. Okay, um, shit. We're allowed curse. All right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Obviously, um, it's been over a decade since you started the the blog. Uh, yeah, you've been yeah, a music journalist for thirteen years now. You've obviously seen a lot of people come and go, um, from Ireland. But like, what, like, is it is it extra depressing? You saw him say like, "This is the healthiest Ireland's ever been," and you know, and he's gone. You know, and people like that are leaving. Is that is that extra depressing? I don't think it's extra depressing. I think it's just indicative of where we're at now. Because despite there being a very healthy scene and lots of stuff happening, we're we're being squeezed out in terms of. Um, like priorities in terms of the city. If we're talking about Dublin, then that's what he was talking about. Like venues are disappearing, um, spaces for parties to happen. Like we, I do Lumo Club with two other lads, and that club happens in a Japanese bar, you know. Like, because there's no nightclubs to do it in, and that's why we do. And it turns out it's a really good nightclub in the end. But you know, it is first and foremost a Japanese restaurant. Yeah. I heard someone saying that before. It's like the best club in Dublin. You have to move the furniture out of the way to actually get the dance floor. Which totally, is yeah. But that's a, that's the thing that we've been sort of doing for about seven or eight years since recessionary sort of times. We've been taking over the Lost Society and moving the the chairs around and making things happen. And it sort of feels now that with the what the landscape is supposedly so good and there's such creative output, but it's still not good enough. I think it coincides with the fact that like music isn't the dominant culture anymore because there's so many other things that uh, like teenagers are interested in. It's not the dominant thing anymore, and that has combined with the fact that obviously record sales don't matter a jot anymore. Um, so all those things add up. And in terms of like David Kitt, like he's a an artist who's been around for a long, long time, um, was quiet on his own music for a while, but had been working as New Jackson as well. So he's got, t- he had two pro- projects on the go. Um, and I think that's kind of what's sad about it. There's like somebody who is doing quite well on the surface feels like he can't stay in the place that he wants to stay. And there are probably other factors in that as well, like anyone. And you talk to musicians at the moment, especially the last year, and a lot of them are talking about moving out of Dublin because it's makes it very hard to create when you're constantly have to go, oh, I have to go and do this job because I don't, and you don't have time to create then. So I think that's the problem. That's the, the thing is like the city doesn't, the lifestyle doesn't support uh, being creative and you spend all your time having to do these other jobs maybe to pay the rent because the rent is so high. So, and that all feeds back into, well, why am I staying in Dublin? Because I could do this somewhere else and I wouldn't be have to, I would be able to focus on my, do what I want to wor- work on 100% rather than have to do all these other jobs. Like there's so many other musicians who are doing like stuff like um, like soundtracks and things like that, who you d- which you don't really know about on the surface. Maybe they're doing it anonymously or whatever, uh, or they're not credited. But you know, there's a lot of people who have to do that kind of work just to make ends meet. So I think that's part of it as well. There was a massive response to the um, to to the, the post and and. I, I don't. I don't think it was ever sort of put out with that intention of starting this sort of widespread conversation. Like, uh, what What was your initial uh, reaction to that? I just recognised the, the same sentiment in a lot of other artists, um, because I guess it got blown up because you know the Irish Times started writing about it. There was an article in the Irish Times from Brian Boyd today about it, talking about, well, David, do you know it's not just the creative class that are suffering? Obviously, that's the case. But you know the point is, from his perspective, he was having a bit of a rant about where he is at. And I think that's totally valid because like 
I think in terms of music and uh, the wider aspect of how we all view it in Dublin and how especially politicians view it in Ireland, you know, we're we're all good. They're all good to like talk it up and say how great we are, but like the support isn't there. And if people like David are finding it tough, you can be damn sure there are people who are starting out who are finding it even tougher. I, I saw someone say, um, someone was giving out being like, we've got worse problems to deal with. And then someone replied being like, well, next time you go six months without going to the cinema or going to a gig, or going to a gallery or going to an exhibition, then come back and say we shouldn't be supporting our artists. Yeah, I think I think yeah, there's a lot of that kind of uh, talk around it. But you know, it's not just economic as well. You know, like Irish culture is something that they use a lot to promote us. So as a country, so it's not just purely uh, financial. And you know, it's not something you can quantify all the time. But you know, why wouldn't you want to continue that um, the reputation? And allow that to continue, rather than just say, "All right, well, you know, you you're not ma- you're not making money as a musician, or you're not making enough." And it's not that he's not making enough money. I think I can't speak for David's finances necessarily, but I don't think he's doing that bad. I think it's just a case of he's made a decision because he wants to do something. He wants to work on music all the time, and yeah, he doesn't want to have to do these bullshit jobs. He's at a, he's in a position now in his life where he does feels that he doesn't want to just do the DJ sets because that might get him that that bit of extra income to pay rent when. Yeah. There's only so long you can do that and, and be satisfied with it. So you you asked at the end of that interview, or not the interview, the end of that article, um, what can we do about it? Was there any reactions to that that you hadn't thought of before, or what 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 can we do about it? I suppose is the ultimate question, which is a difficult question. I don't know what the answer is to be honest, um, but I think it's just talking about it, and I think it's good that people are talking about it now and that it did provoke a reaction because, you know, he's not the only one is the point, you know, like there's so many other people who are talking about moving or, or going somewhere else. And it's it's just that whole, okay, I love Dublin, that's where I'm from. I want to stay here because, or stay there because I like it. And I lo- love living there. I don't feel like I have to go somewhere else, do you know? Um, it's worth having, it's a conversation worth having. I think that's where we're at now. And I think, I don't know, we, ha- we don't have any solutions yet. He also said in that, to, to lighten the tone slightly, um, he also said in that, that it is, as I mentioned, it is the most fruitful time for creativity in Ireland, or one of the most fruitful times. Um, what are we doing right at the moment? What are we doing right? Um, that's a good question. Well, when I started my site in 20, when was it? 2007. Um, there wasn't a lot of, <laughs> hey, 2007 fan. <laughs> OG. <laughs> um, like, the music that was made in Ireland for me was very much singer-songwriter based. There was very little else happening. And then over the course of, like, it rises and falls, generally speaking. There's always peaks and there's always troughs. There's times where there's not that many new artists because we're such a small country. There's times where there seems to be loads of stuff happening. And I think we're, what you're seeing is just an expansion of, of all the stuff that is in place, whether it be, like, hip-hop stuff, whether it be house, um, even like folk and all that, all, all those other genres that are, exist out there, there's so much more of it now. And do you feel that th- that the successful periods that you've experienced are because there's more than one act that can actually drive it? So say an example would be, I was at Longitude on the Saturday and it was Mango Matman, then Kojak, then Reggie. And like Re- Reggie wouldn't, you wouldn't really put him in as like a, a Dublin, Dublin rapper in the sense that he, like, he sort of made his name elsewhere. But the two, the two other acts 
have been 100%. Like, they've almost been going, releasing stuff around the same time and that sort of way. Do you feel that that helps propel each other? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, if you see it, you can be it. That kind of idea. If you see other people doing it, then you're much more likely to want to do it yourself and be encouraged to do it because you can see that there is a path for you in, in the world, in music, to do something. And, like, not that's not even, like, talking about the DJ explosion in terms of, like, there's so much more happening in dance music as well and that wasn't the case maybe seven or eight years ago even it was definitely but those things are peaks and troughs as well so then combined with all that you've got loads of people who are interested in house and techno but at the same time venues are shuttering so like that doesn't help that scene as well so it's it's always a mixed bag always a mixed bag so i think because we're such a small country we feel it so much more and that's why those peaks and troughs happen because all it takes is little bits to change and then we all go oh yeah what happened there it was like oh yeah well there's no venues so there's no support slots for djs to to figure out how to like work a crowd or, or play in front of a crowd, get the experience, all those kind of things. All these things matter. Um, and to keep a healthy scene, you have to have, a, a, you have to see a path for yourself. And if somebody like David isn't seeing a path for himself, you're like, hmm, maybe I won't. You know, I mean, I, I kind of, it is, it is disheartening because you see a lot of people who had moved to Berlin and all that kind of stuff. You're like, are we finished this yet? Are we finished this? Like the brain drain affects like creativity as yeah, well, yeah. you know? Um, it's not just people who are like, can't find a job. There's artists who looking for responsibilities and opportunities to do stuff. And if they can't find it here, they will go. And that's a loss to us, big time. And Sorry. you've always, um, obviously, the thing that you're probably most known for is actually championing new Irish music. Did you ever feel, you mentioned the brain drain there, did you ever feel a necessity to move to another country to do what you wanted to do? No, I always felt like there was, you know, 909 always had a good international audience as well, so I know that A&Rs from all over the world were looking at it, all that kind of stuff, so I always felt connected with what was going on in the rest of the world, so I didn't feel like I had to go anywhere. And then I was doing gigs at South West over the years and places like that, so it means that I always felt like I was plugged in to what's going on internationally in terms of new music stuff, so I never felt like I had to move. The only thing is that, like, to bring it down to, like, the industry parts of it, there's not a lot of A&R people here, um, so that means that what it took was the likes of Hosier, for example. Wha when that happens, they, all the A&Rs in London are like, oh, shit, we have to go over to uh, Dublin and see what's happening. You know, and that's why that does have a positive effect because it means that... Like there's a l there's major labels in Dublin, but they're essentially satellites of what happens in London. So they don't have the money, they don't have the resources. So to get out of Dublin and get out of Ireland, you need to go and work elsewhere. And there's many other places like there's like the Benelux countries as well. Like for an artist, there's 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 loads of artists from Ireland doing really well internationally and who have always done well internationally, but they're not be able to base here. Like if you look, at Hosier is a good example, right? In terms of industry people, right? Not only is he, he successful, but he brought a whole team around him in terms of crew, people like that, people who are in the band, all that kind of stuff. So you have, you're, 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 if you if you want to speak in politicians' terms, you're contributing to the economy because you're giving people jobs, like back, like you know, tech specs or tech, you know, like sound engineers, whatever it is. Anyone who's working in music has an opportunity to to grow that. And there's loads of Irish people who are doing really well in the industry in terms of like, look at Mark Carlin like working with Muse for years now and uh, who has a great reputation internationally. You know, Irish people have a great reputation in the industry and that has a really positive effect. So, you know, you don't want that to stop either, you know? Even like Wyvern Lingo going on tour with Hosier and then on the back of that becoming their own. Yeah, it's like giving, giving a, giving, showing people the path and yeah. then going, okay, you can do this too. You know, that's important because if you have people who are successful, 
or even if it's like music that I wouldn't be into, like walking on cars or um, picture this, you know, they do really well internationally and they encourage others to do so. And they are bringing people with them. And I think we have such a small industry here. And that's something I, I think has been growing a lot more in terms of like people who are working on uh, in the background, whether it be managers or booking agents. We don't have a lot of labels at all. And I still, I'd like to see that change. Uh, there's only a few, and the supports for those are very poor. So, yeah, hopefully I'd like to see that change for sure. Y you mentioned it w when you started out, it was predominantly uh, singer-songwriter-driven music. Um, Problems-wise, just looking for solutions, problems-wise, what has been remedied since then um, that we could use as a, a, a case study even? Well, I think what happened there was every everyone got the internet and all that kind of stuff, so the access to music worldwide was became like your influences became worldwide and then everything you could bring that back in technology became cheaper all those kind of things we were like oh what are you going to do you're going to start a band and get a guitar it's like no you have so many different possibilities and i think that's the main thing that's happened in the last 10 years you can bring that influence from wherever it is whereas like shangan electro or whatever the fuck it is you know like you can bring Just that back in and make that in dublin you know so there's some you can you can draw on those it means music is much more global in that way We've had conversation before about how diverse Irish music is at the moment now compared to, say, when you were starting off. In the, say, 13 years that you've actually been doing it, how strong is the class of 2018 compared to, to previous years? Yeah, I think the, one of the major things that I see uh, that's different is that uh, people are coming up are more savvy in terms of their career, and that's really positive. You've got the likes of BIM who are showing musicians, uh, producers, and people who work in the industry like a path and in terms of what they can do and they're much more savvy in terms of they understand what uh, the possibilities and the opportunities are in sync music supervision and sync and like getting their music in an ad or something like that and also the concept of selling out doesn't exist anymore in the same way because everyone has to make money and everyone understands that now so do you think people uh, respect that more now that there's absolutely no money to be made from actually selling your music do you think that people actually respect what people have to do? Because you see a lot more artists now say do branded stuff or, or partnerships and stuff. Do you yeah, think on the surface, I don't think anyone cares anymore because they do un intrinsically understand that the money isn't there. You're not buying the records. If you're not buying the records, who else is? You know, it doesn't really happen that way. It's anymore. like um, is it like Mango it works in in size or in shoe, and uh, someone came up and was like. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing working here? You're a rapper. And it's like, did you buy my fucking album? It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, there, there you go. That's yeah, what yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, like, is there? I, I suppose that is there. Obviously, you're saying people are more savvy nowadays. Do you have any pet hates when people are trying to send you music or, or trying to approach you about like getting their music featured? Because I know Eric does, but he won't say them. <laughs> Why not, Eric? <laughs> no, I'm all right. You go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's all the normal stuff. It's like, you know, people who are like, can you put the song up today? It's like, no. <laughs> I just finished the song. Can, can can you put it up on your site or give me feedback on it and all that kind of stuff? If you just finished it today, maybe take a while, you know, um, have a think about it, come back to it next week at least. Um, no, I think I'm much more like, because there's so much more music now than when I started, I have to have more considerations in terms of if I like a song, it might not be enough anymore. It means I need to see that that artist is has an idea of where they're going and maybe has other songs down the line. Because for the audience, I don't want to feature music. It's like, oh yeah, that band was on the other line, then it just disappeared. Yeah. And you don't want it, your your website to be a 
a chronicle of, of, of never 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 runs basically people who just disappeared or stopped doing something I was actually really curious about that uh, I wanted to ask you do, do what what was was there a shift from the beginning did you did you set out going I want to feature this type of music or did you want to feature forward thinking music full stop um or you know was there a genre at the start and then you realized that no oh fuck this is actually way more diverse than I thought it was going to be uh I think I think the stuff I, I I just started featuring stuff I liked at the very start, and then when it became because especially coinciding with all we were talking about in terms of tech and access and all that kind of stuff, it's just more music. So then you have to kind of go, okay, narrow the vision a bit. There's some stuff there maybe I won't feature that I is perfectly good and I I enjoy it, but like okay, it has to. I think I always try and think of the the website should have an identity as well, so that someone comes to it they're like, oh yeah, I know that's like. It's a it's a weird one, but a, like a strange compliment that people have given me is like, oh, they're a real nine or nine band, you know. I was like, oh, that that means I'm doing my job well. That means that people are recognised that there's something that I like that they can understand intrinsically by just looking at it. Yeah, be, being a, a a music journalist in 2018 is obviously very different um, yeah. to say hot press in the 70s or whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just put my sunglass on. I thought that was a light, but it's the sun. <laughs> it's actually the sun in my you look eyes. Great. Gone. Uh, thank you. Um, the <laughs> yeah, you threw me off. You look so good. Don't worry, it's grand. Um, I got you. But you, you run Lumo. You do uh, personal DJ sets. You have a column in the Irish Times. How important is it to be versatile as a as a music uh, oh, journalist? Oh, yeah, absolutely have to be because I wouldn't be here if I wasn't doing five jobs. Basically, you know, like music journalism doesn't pay that much. Certainly, all the newspapers in Ireland uh, have shuttered all of their uh, music uh, content and and articles and the opportunities. Um, the Irish Times is less interested in music than it was ten years ago. Overall, um, so that makes it tougher for there's not there's not as many outlets um, in terms of like if you it's fine if people want to come to district they want to come to online they know about it but if they're just picking up a newspaper and like oh what's going on in music like they won't find out. And that's a, that's a problem. Like a passive listener is like that's why radio is still massive here. That's why w- people still talk about radio as being important because it does have the power to like broadcast to thousands of people and be like, oh yeah, I heard that band on the radio, you know. So yeah, and you've got the the ten percent Irish uh, nonsense thing where they're playing the same shit song yeah. three times a day to try and fill the quota. But look, it's same same with radio as well. Like I was on TXFM and I got an opportunity to do. A weekly two-hour show on that, and w- no one ever told me what to play, and I could play whatever I want, and it was brilliant. And I loved but is that it. not indicative of of that was such a good station? You had like Gavin Glass, obviously Gavin Glass moved on, but you had like uh, Kelly Byrne was on that station too. Yourself, yeah. but, but there were a lot of problems with that station. That as well. was it so the problems with that station weren't just because they were playing uh, non-mainstream music. It was there was other problems as well. The, uh, one of the problems I think that station had was that it should have moved on even more than. Phantom and it, o- it always stuck to this indie thing that didn't exist anymore. Okay. Like there weren't indie listeners anymore when TXFM came back, and it was like you should just move on. At the very start, they were doing a good job in terms of like the likes of Little Dragon were on it and uh, like even Jungle and bands like that. But I wasn't seeing the festival lineups reflected on the radio station uh, schedules and their playlists. But it was reflected. It was definitely reflected more than. I'm not going to mention any radio stations just in case I get a job or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, just in uh, case I listen to this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it definitely was more reflective of modern forward-thinking music than any other radio station. 
Yeah, but that's not saying much, to be honest. I mean, the best shows on radio now in Ireland are, are still, well, it's Keen O'Creevon show, and he's been going for, what, 15, 16 years now? Um, but it's an Irish language station, so you should listen to that if you haven't. It's so good every week, like, five days a week, still you doing it? Yeah, brilliant show. And, and even stuff like John Kelly's playing more out there music than anybody else, really. So you're like, it's out there. <laughs> And you mentioned the fact that um, that the Irish Times don't really care about music in the same way they did 10 years ago, but there's twice as many festivals, there's far bigger shows happening. Dublin, Ireland seems to be thriving in that, that regard. Like, wh- why do you, Is it a case where they just let someone else figure it out and then they sort of want to... They'll review the big acts, or is it... Yeah, I, I, when I say they're, they're less interested in new music than they used to be, I think. I think that's across the board. Um like I used to write for the Irish Independent, and they had a, they had a supplement. That's gone. Um, the ticket has changed a lot. It's less music driven than it ever was. So a lot more theatre and drama and stuff in there. So that has a knock on effect in terms of what's being featured, you know. And did you feel that that's that's something that you could actually take advantage of? The fact that they they sort of they've taken their eye off it, so you're able to. This is going to be a nice segue, by the way. Um, you going in like I always look forward to your your top your best ofs, your top lists. You you've had your favorite records of 2018 so far. Yeah. Um, I love lists. Yeah. Such a good segue. Oh, um, how? Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. For the people listening to this at home next week or whatever, there's about hundred people clapping, but you can't hear them. Um. <laughs> Um, oh my god, stop. stop Make some fucking noise. <laughs> uh, how, how much do you enjoy doing those lists? I love lists, man. Love it. I'll tell you why I love this because it goes back to what I was saying about there being so much music out there. Um, so it's really nice to take stock on what's come out. And I find that really useful because even my favourite records of the year, a lot of them are only ones I've only heard a few times because just there's so much music coming at me. So if I give myself some time to go back and be like, okay, what did I really what did I really like that this year? It gives me another chance to have a look or listen to all those kind of things again. I love lists, yeah, big time. And um for anyone that hasn't actually read the list, it's actually quite it's it's very well put together. We agreed on a lot of the, uh, the stuff on it. Um Number Damn one, it. you should agree with me. No, no, we said half of them, half of them, half of them are <laughs> right, um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we said uh, so. Ke- like Kendrick, um, the Black Panther um, r- soundtrack, that came in at number one. It's brilliant. But that's why. <laughs> would it be fair to say that five years ago that mightn't have been the case for uh, Nile or Nine actually putting that out? Uh, it just depends. You know, it depends. I think my music changes a little bit as well. You know, like I think that's just natural. When I started the website, I was definitely more interested in. Like there was a lot of, I think of it in terms of the first wave of like American indie music. There was a lot of indie music that wasn't being featured, like Broken Social Scene, and even LCD and all that kind of stuff when they were first coming out. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I was featuring a lot of. Uh, but again, like it's more diverse anyway musically. So I'm I'm hearing more stuff that I never would have heard before, um, because it's just more available to me as well, you know. So. And yeah, I guess it is surprising to me that like the black a Black Panther soundtrack is like, but it's the thing I listened to the most so far this year. And, and just like the, obviously the media, the, it was very well put together. The whole process of it actually being released from the, you know, the fact that Kendrick was going to sort of supervise the the whole how it was put together to the features that were going to come out on it. There was a lot of hype about that, almost more so than the actual film itself, and that yeah. obviously helped the film. But do you feel that that's indicative of of what Spotify streaming is about now. They want features. They want like to have all these big names on one record. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's a that's a really 
that's a bit of an anomaly as well because they basically gave him free reign to do it and for a soundtrack album it's not it's not what you'd expect really because I've seen the film there's only like what two songs on the soundtrack even yeah. in it yeah, yeah and like so it's kind of inspired by an imagined you know reimagined kind of shit and usually that's terrible but because it's Kendrick executive producing the tracks and bringing in people that he wants to bring in uh, it just works really well somebody with a vision like that when they actually work on something like that and they're obviously not given any like rules or told oh, you can't do this you can't do that and that um certainly feels like something that is totally comes from him and uh, hasn't been compromised at all and as part of the list what um were there any albums in there that surprised you especially uh, at towards the the top 10 were there any albums that you're like oh i didn't think i would have gravitated towards that as much i'd have to have a look at the list again <laughs> <laughs> um were there any albums hold on I have it here somewhere <laughs> were there any um, no. was there any really really disappointing releases that came out this year for you as well uh, there's always disappointing releases uh, what was I not into <laughs> um, yeah, well that's the thing like I mean the website for me is always stuff that I like so if I don't like it I generally don't write about it so it's sometimes hard to be you know oh, what, what do you not like I was like I don't I'm not like I'm not a, a music critic in the same way that I'm like, oh, I want to write a bit of the album and, and tear it to, tear it to bits, because I haven't got time for that. You know, I want to I want to write about stuff that I like because that everyone sh- who comes to the website should see that that's worth your time. That's worth your time. Do you think that's, that's missing from from um, music journalism at the moment? Because we're guilty of that as well at District. Is you know we don't do scathing reviews. Because, as you said, we don't have time. It's posting about things you love or interviewing people you love so much that to bring someone down and almost the like the the critique of it is important for an artist to grow to get that bad review. But you know, is that missing from from journalism? Maybe not just in Ireland, but from even like if you look at like uh, Fader, Pitchfork are the only one I can think of that actually yeah. do like review reviews still that are, are, are on that level. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it was never my. Uh, job or I felt like it w- I didn't feel like I was um, it wasn't something that I wanted to do so I just don't do it um, but I think that yeah like if art if an art if an Irish artist asks me for feedback I'll give them some feedback if I have time but yeah that like that's a, the wider thing is yeah but there's plenty of negative reviews out there still I think but like they just feel like trolling half the time you know so like unless you're I think albums are really hard to to be negative about uh, critically and also be useful. Um, there are certainly albums that are like could be disappointing or, you know, um, stuff that you're not into. But like to really nail why, I don't know if it's useful to to an artist anymore. You know, I don't know. How are we looking with time? Do you want to do the quiz or what? I do think we, we can get time? into the quiz. You I got think a it's quiz time. Craig's got a quiz. I'm trying to think. Uh, so do you want to just raise your hand if you're thinking out a question? Yeah. So uh, uh, wait, are we doing a prize thing? No, oh no, but that that's on Sunday. Jesus, that's they Sunday. need to come okay, back. Come they back need to come back. <laughs> Jesus come Christ. Back on Sunday. And Will Rolfe's here, actually. How are you, Will? Yay. He booked the whole <laughs> festival. Come look on at up. Him. Look at him come there. Come on up now. Look at him there. Look at him, look him texting, there. texting someone back that isn't me. What <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, this is a quiz. Sorry. Um, so the idea of this quiz, it's called the All Together Now quiz. This is really good content hey. for you. Right so the idea is that in the song title, it will say all together or now. And I want the artist and I want the year for a bonus point. So do you think, will I just ask you 10 and ask you 10? Go on. Or do you, how, com- how competitive are you? Like, do we, we can do a catchphrase on this. Depends on how hard they are. 
They're really hard. I think he's gonna he's gonna walk away. With I this. think he's gonna walk away. With it. So just say right. So an example of this, just so we get going, will be all together now. The farm, nineteen ninety one. Are we we understand? Okay, so I'll just right, start right. off with you now. We'll go with this, right? So we belong together. We belong together. Yep. Oh, you have to sing it as well. No, you don't have to sing no, it at all. I'm just trying there. to get it in my head. Oh, that's uh, a shit. Is it a shanty? Oh, that's that's a big no. Oh. That is a big no. That that's Mariah Carey, 2005. Oh, that's no point. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. All my life. Is it no? No, no, it's you. It's we're gonna go for you. Oh no, do you know what we'll do? We'll do we'll do one each. Okay. We'll do one each. But I'll hold on to that one for you so you can ponder it. Um. All the stars. Uh. Well, Kendrick. Uh, yeah. Black Panther. Point. 2008. I might have made it a bit Easy easier win for there. <laughs> um, all my life. Yeah, Foo Fighters. No. Anyone know? It is Casey and Jojo. It's one point for the audience member. Good I stuff. I he's going to walk away with this. <laughs> um, okay. The winner takes it all. Abba. Abba. That's, a, that's one for Niall. Oh what God, about I'm all the small things? Oh, Blink-182. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. See, we're easing in, we're easing in. It's going to get harder now. <laughs> um, all my friends. Uh, LCD sounds it. That's all right. That's, that's such right. a fucking Nile Nine hey, band. Oh, yeah. This this is a real this is a real Eric band. Uh, all rise. All right. Uh, uh, five. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was listening to it in the office yesterday. I don't know if he would have got it. It was blue. You're correct. It was blue. Um, oh, nightmare. Let's stay together. Uh, Al Green. Yes. He's got it. He's on a, he's on a roll. Okay, come together. The Beatles. Oh, Thank nice. You. Thank you. Nice. That was her. Nice. That was all her. From the best of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> um, alone together. Uh, um, all twins. No. They have a song called Alone Together. Did they? Okay. <laughs> he, it was defi- he definitely wasn't thinking of all twins. <laughs> <laughs> That's no disrespect to all twins. I was not for like, alone together. Okay, I think I think this it's might. A, it's a valid answer, but I it is a valid answer. Do you know, what? I'm gonna put a little half beside. Don't it. you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare! What was it? Uh, it's actually, um, it's actually the Strokes, oh, okay. after after debut album. So they say. So they say. <laughs> is that what they say? Um, okay, stay together for the kids. Uh, uh, stay together for the kids. No artist. No, 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 not no that audience. One. Stay together for the kids. No, she's dead right, but like she just shouldn't have said no, it. So. They, give me another one. Then. That's <laughs> uh, you can't give me two Blink One Eighty Two ones. Uh, that, that's, I was trying to give you points. That's, <laughs> that's that was the whole idea. You were listening to it all yesterday. Yeah. Um, better now. Did she, I'm just gonna walk off the stage. I think. Better, better now. It was released this year. You don't have to give me the. Better now. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't worry. It is Post Malone. There you go. They just won 45,000 euro. <laughs> that is incredible. Um, okay, Niall, don't stop me now. Really easy one. Sorry about that. Sorry, Eric. Queen. Okay, you're on five. This is five, three. So we've got about nine left. Nine or ten left. Jesus Christ. Okay. Right here, right now. Come on. Yeah. Fat Boy Slim. Okay, there we go. So it's five, five and a half to four. We're saying five and a half to four. Okay. Five and a half. Nothing's going to stop us now. Uh, oh, the fucking! I have the weirdest deja vu at the moment. I feel, I feel like I've it's dreamt. It's not it. journey. It's star. <laughs> star starship. Yes, it is starship. Yeah. Jesus, that's an injury time winner there from nine or nine. If I ever saw one. Um. Okay, if you leave me now. Take away the biggest part of me. You have it there. You have Ooh. it. 
please don't go. To start a fight, who was a boy? I actually don't know who's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so would, uh, would an audience member like a point? Don't have, no, that's fine. That's all. It's by Chicago. One of the biggest selling albums I could, of all I time. could sing the entire song for you. I know. What about, right, I'll give you another one to get a bit of parity here. Uh, Can't Stand Me Now. Stand Me Now? Yeah. I hear no, 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 it's the best blog in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't stand me. Libertines. Jesus, he's good at this. Um, okay, Nyler. Uh, how soon is now? Uh, Smith. Okay, okay. Right, we've got three left, and I think you're on like eight and a half, and Eric's on four. But Give for the sake one. of it, look at me now, and it's a it's a, a collab. Look at me now. Look at me now. Look at me now. I'm going to paper. He's getting paper, yeah. Look, <laughs> I know the words to every single one, but I don't know who's singing it. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne. Chris yeah, Brown, isn't it? The, 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 tree, the tree guys here are Chris Brown and Lil bit. Well done. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, leave right now, which you probably should do. <laughs> I think I better leave right now before I fall in. Okay. Uh, Will Young. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. You got up to five. And then I'll just give you this just so we can get a little bit of a more respectful amount. It's a right now brackets, na, 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 end brackets. He had his own cryptocurrency. Uh, he had his own cryptocurrency. Ghostface killer. Did he have his own cryptocurrency? Yeah, Fair yeah. play to him, busy man. It was Akon. Well done. Dave won. Dave just won. Dave just won a mini coupe. There you go. Congratulations. That is, uh, that is the district show. <laughs> In association with Jameson. <laughs> Thank you very much to Niall <laughs> of Niall and Nine fame. Thank you very much to Eric Davidson of Not Knowing Any Band's Name. And my name is Craig Conley. We'll see you tomorrow at one o'clock. Thank you. So that was a live recording from the District and Jameson's The Shed live all together now. Uh, keep an eye on District social media for more recordings and uploads and visit drinkaware.ie for more information. All the best.